What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G.O.D. make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, what's up? How you doing, Dave? Good. How are you doing today, Devrin? I'm good. I'm good on this happy leap day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is the last podcast we'll record in four years on February 29th, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. That's, uh, that's an impressive feat. What's up, y'all? Today's show is brought to you by O'Donnell Financial Coaching. O'Donnell Financial Coaching exists to empower you to take control of your finances. Whether you are in debt and don't know where to start, need help creating a budget that works for your family and your life, or even if you have questions about what to do with your wealth and where it should go, Adam, the owner, is a certified master financial coach that can coach you through your financial situation with the experience of someone who has paid off debt and with the knowledge of someone who is building their financial future with budgeting and investing. Adam offers coaching online, which is a quick and convenient way to get you the help that you need. Get in touch with him today to schedule your first session at adamcoachesmoney.com and connect with him on Instagram at adamcoachesmoney. And let them know that Dave and Dev sent you. Dude, so we are in a, uh, we're in a, we're in a limbo right now. There we is, are. But we just talked about baseball last week. And so <laughs> please tell me we got something good that we're cooking up today. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL combine today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird time of the year. You know, obviously we're in the thick of the NBA season, but let's just keep it real. The NBA is kind of what it's going to be in two months. Like the top teams are going to be there in their same spots pretty much. Barring any injuries. Like, well, I, I did hear I, – I heard a hot take the other day. I want to hear, hear what you think about it. Lay it on me. There was this podcast I was listening to, and it said that they would rather see the Pelicans play the Lakers in the first round over the Blazers in the first round. I mean, it's like the uh, it's like the new era versus the OGs. I disagree <laughs> with that, man. I, I, th- I think that having Damian Lillard in the first round and the possibility of a diss track towards LeBron makes that way more interesting than seeing <laughs> Zion Williamson, who is literally one donut away from, <laughs> from injury, play in the first round. 
Like, this man, Zion Williamson, he's the only person in New Orleans that ate a whole king cake by himself, so he has to buy next year's king cake. Zion Williamson <laughs> looks like he stole Brandon Ingram's lunch. <laughs> like, every day for two years. Like, you remember you remember uh, in football when you were playing, like, peewee football, the bigger kids had to wear X on the helmet? <laughs> Zion Williamson looks like he should wear X on his jersey. Oh, my gosh. Listen, this is not a Zion Williamson uh uh, this today, but that is a hot take, though. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for all hot takes. Uh, so anyway, it, we're in a little lull. Um, and like you said, we we talked about baseball last week, so you know it's real. But today we're gonna hit on the NFL Combine. So to kind of kick it off, like, can we discuss what a combine is? Like, maybe for those that listen that aren't, like, super into sports, or maybe they just see stuff about the Combine or, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the Combine is basically, in, in, in less words I could say, it's basically an adult tryout. It's for people <laughs> who are in college. They they do all these, uh, and then they go into the, they want to go to the professional level, and they do all these different drills and things to prove to these professional scouts how good they are so they can, uh, improve their draft position that's coming up soon. Exactly. And like I don't I don't know about a whole lot of other sports, but I do know that NFL and NBA both have fairly significant combines. So um it, it is not just the NFL. Uh but how can combines be a good thing for, you know, folks and a bad thing for the players? Like what well, who benefits? I mean, the the good thing is like if you if you come from a smaller school and you do really well in the, in the combine people are going to give you a chance now if you come from a bigger school and you had like a bigger name and you do the combine there's a chance that you get hurt there's a chance that you're just not good at drills and you do, you do terrible in the drills i mean people people way overanalyze these things that's an, i guess it's another bad thing too like Dave, here comes here comes my rant for a little bit. Go on with it. I don't care how fast a, a six foot three, three hundred and seventy pound lineman can run a forty yard dash. Like I, I I don't care what's his vertical leap. Like I saw yesterday. Did you see this article that there's a there's a punter that uh, that did the bench press twenty one times, twenty five times. 25 times. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, but literally, who cares? Dude, your job is to kick the ball maybe like three or four times a game. If you can bench press 25 times, awesome. Good job, good job, buddy. But it's the most overrated thing. And the NBA is the same way. Yeah. I mean, these people come in with these crazy, these crazy vertical leaps, but they can't shoot the ball if they – like for anything. I mean, I remember back in the day when they were dogging Kevin Durant for his bench press. Like, oh. bro, who cares? He's seven foot and can literally score from anywhere on the court. But he, could, he couldn't get like three times, something like that. He, I mean, that is five, three times or something, which is like probably I mean, that a is, problem. That's, that's pretty bad. But <laughs> I mean, still, the Duke and hoop, who cares? Exactly. I think I heard uh, Michael Irvin say this yesterday on TV. He said, that no wide receiver has ran uh, a four 
uh, faster than a four three that's in the NFL right or that's in the Hall of Fame right now. Wow. I don't. Yeah, I don't. And then someone pit Randy Moss's time was a three was a four two. I don't know how accurate that is, but sure. I don't think I don't think that's accurate. But yeah, I don't think it, he ran a four two. But if that is accurate, that's pretty crazy. That is wild. And I mean, so to kind of tag on to what the first thing you said, you talked about being from a small school. Like, how can that be helpful for that small yeah. school guy that like maybe doesn't have that you know weekly exposure? Yeah, it gets his name out there. Um, when I was in college, I had a couple teammates who had who had opportunities to go to uh, things like this, and their name got passed around a lot. And you may be that diamond in the rough that someone may want to take a chance on. Sure. I think the other thing too is that, like, you know, obviously these combines and this one particular is labeled for the NFL, and you know, you obviously have your NBA combines, but you also have a lot of other eyes on that, right? So, like. NFL, now you have the XFL in, in the U.S. Uh, you know, you have leagues all over the world. Uh, the, the, CFL. The, the XFL, that's the, uh, that's, the new, that's the new one, right? That's, that's basically WWE and NFL combined together. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it used to be a lot more edgy. Um, it's definitely like they're playing some good football. Hey, you got 12-gauge Cardell out there starting for one of the teams. Have you watched but, those games in XFL yet? I've seen maybe three or four quarters split up between a couple games. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's nothing in the XFL that makes me interested to watch it right now. I, I agree. I mean, other than seeing a few players out there that I've, you know, liked in the past, whether it be when they were in the NFL or in college, like I really haven't had that much interest. There's not really a local-ish team. So, like, that's the other hard part is that I don't really have any vested interest. <laughs> so, it makes it tough. But, anyway, you got these other leagues out there that watch these things, and, and they'll give people a chance, too. So, that's the nice part about that, at least. But I think you hit the nail on the head. You you start talking about these guys, right, that we see them every week, week in and week out, be great on game film how they interact with their teammates, how they are in the press, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to these combines and they're like, oh, your hands are too small. Like Joe Burrow, that was the big thing this last week was that his hands were uh, nine inches. Exactly. And, something stupid that we look and, at. Like he can't and, throw the ball because his hands are small. Like who cares? Because the dude balled out last year. He won a Heisman. Like who cares about his hands? And he came out in a – he said something. I, I think he may have uh, tweeted it. I saw it on SportsCenter that was like, oh, God, you know, I hate to I regret to announce that I'm retiring because my hands are too small and I can't throw the football. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, it's so true. Like, that's the type of things they put on people. Um, but then you have those other guys that, you know, they really come out and they kind of showcase their athletic ability. And, it, and I think it show, helps teams dig deeper into their profile, right? Like, I yeah. think about some of these like running backs that we get out of nowhere, uh, you know, in the NFL. You, it's so funny because I feel like a lot of the big name running backs, they come into the league from college and they like don't really show out most of the time. And I mean, you got to think there's such a small sample size too because you only have 32 teams, you got a million college teams, right? Um, yeah. But you, you got these big name running backs that come into the NFL and they really are quiet. And then you have these guys that come from out of nowhere. They come from small schools. 
they, uh, you know, maybe have to try out for the NFL team, maybe sit on a scout team. Um, but the combine gives them a chance to maybe get drafted by a team and work their way in. But, you know, you, we would never know them without the combine sometimes. So Yeah, you, you got to look at it from from the perspective of some of these scouts, too. too. Like, if if you got a if your job is on the line and you got this guy who may be a diamond in the rough and you draft him and he he ends up being a bust, you're done. Exactly. And I think we talk about busts like as most people know that listen to the podcast, I am a Bengals fan. I know listen, don't don't send me any cards, you know, sympathy cards, nothing like that. Like it's okay. Um I I'm okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I tell myself every day. Uh, but, you know, the Bengals, we just drafted a guy a couple years ago named John Ross, who, I mean, if we just look through his college stats, not that impressive. I mean, we're talking about a guy who ran a 4-2-2-40. And if you have any familiarity at all with um, 40 times, that is – extremely fast okay like that's super fast we're not like let's not sell John Ross short like he's an Olympic athlete yeah so and I know he had 17 touchdowns in college his senior or his uh, last season which is really impressive and I'm, I'm don't get me wrong however like I remember watching his game film prior to the combine and like just being like, wow, this guy's really fast, but that was pretty much it. And he plays in the Pac-12, and he didn't have outstanding size. And so in the NFL, there's pretty much three prototype receivers, right? You have really big guys that can go up and get the ball, right? You got your, you know, uh, Julio Jones. Um, Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking Calvin Johnson. Obviously, he's been retired for a couple years. But uh, you got a bunch of guys that are just big athletic dudes that can go get the ball you have if you're a smaller speedy guy they usually go over the middle right like they're either burners that go down the field or they go over the middle and catch the ball like those are your like two prototype small fast receivers but like john ross like he just doesn't have the moves to beat people and cut in you know man coverage so we talk so we talk about overrated draft pace right now yeah, and you and you start, you talk about how much in pain you are for overrated draft picks right now. Well, bro, you you grew up in Cleveland, so it's been like I, an I entire mean, lifetime. <laughs> you do understand we drafted Brandon Whedon. Yeah, y'all did draft Brandon Whedon. No, no, just just a couple of years ago, we got Deshaun Kaiser over Deshaun Watson. Man, that was a that was a rough one. We we had two chances. To get Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and decided Man. to get Deshaun Kaiser as our starting quarterback. We picked John Ross over uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, in the Bengals' defense, four ones, Andy Dalton was coming off of some pretty solid seasons. So, I don't care if you don't even have a team. If you don't have anyone on your team, you don't get Deshaun Kaiser ever. He was- he was not would, even that good at all. I wouldn't pick Deshaun Kaiser for my flag football team, let alone NFL football team. 
Oh man, I like, think you. Uh, I think you're right on that one. If he happens to listen to the podcast, probably not. But if he happens to listen to the podcast, straight up, dude, you were awful. <laughs> we're ta- we got Johnny Manziel, which at the time wasn't wasn't terrible. You're right. But we picked Deshaun Kaiser a few years later. Like we, it's a ter- we're a terrible right now. Think about all the terrible draft picks that have happened in Cleveland. Yeah, you're right. Like, Even basketball. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. That's the first person I thought of. Like who was, who was Anthony? Who, who, who started off this whole want to be. The big, you know, he's a big, he's a big dude, and yeah, I didn't think he scored like four points his first like ten games, something like that. He was terrible, literally terrible. I wouldn't pick him for my rec team. No, hundred percent. It's it's there's like six. There's like six guys that went to EKU that I would pick before I picked him. And I, I mean, I'm just keeping it one hundred. I can't. I was. Ugh. No, that that makes me mad. You talk about overrated, overrated draft picks. I mean, I get it. As a Bengals fan, like, you know, this, this is you got two teams in the city. You don't got much to look forward to. So, like, you know, every once in a while, like, this hurts, you know. But you got to understand how bad the Browns have been for so long. This is and, true. And then seeing your team get, then seeing your your team get. They they go to Baltimore, get sold off to Baltimore, and then basically that same roster win a Super Bowl. It's it's tough out here. It's t- so it, I get I get is. the I get the pain of being a Bengals fan, but come on now, it's hard out here for real, for real. But I'm looking at this Anthony Bennett. This is so bad, but you know who was in that same draft? Giannis. Greek freak. Ooh, that hurts, don't it? Gosh, sucks. Anyways, sorry, sorry to go off on that rant too. Yeah, that was a that was a good tangent to to roll off on. I'm just but salty. Like, I'm just salty about these combines. Honestly, I mean, I know, like when we picked this topic, I, I was like, you know, I got a lot of animosity towards these things. Like, the like for for example, I think the vertical leap is the stupidest thing we can we can do to judge a player. Only thing the vertical leap does in any sport is help you in the dunk contest. You're right. And as we've seen this year, it's that's probably the most overrated contest of of the whole all, NBA All Star Weekend. I don't mm. see. Ooh, that's. Like, I, ooh. It, man, it that's a tough one because of the like. Listen, some of my favorite players have been great dunkers. Like I love Vince Carter. Like I like that's a tough one for me, bro. There's only but, so many things that people are doing nowadays. But you understand that get, the dude that won this creative. year the dude that won this year did the same dunk from different angles. <laughs> he literally did the same dunk like nine times. Hey, shout out to DJJ though. That dude can jump, bro. But that's really it. <laughs> he did the same the same dunk every single time and people were amazed by it I hope he's going to do it from the side I hope he's going to do it from the front it sucked 
Listen, I, I'm just I'm just being honest. If Aaron Gordon would have jumped over anybody other than Chance the Rapper, it would have been a much better dunk for me. Those other couple. How tall because, is Chance the Rapper? Like, like Chance the Rapper, it's, he's like five foot two, bro. Like, listen, if you're Aaron Gordon, it's not that impressive to jump over this man. Like, just I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> he's five ten. All right, so let's let's rein this in back to the com. <laughs> no, no, we, I, I got. I mean, look, finish your beef. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Gordon. Now, I'll be honest with you. He didn't jump over Taco. Uh, he he clipped him. Now that was impressive. Well, he, he, Even he, though he clipped him, he he. You know, Taco. There was some. There was some nuts in that Taco. <laughs> that was. He, he did. He did clip him, and. But it's still impressive. Dude's like seven six. Yeah, that guy is super tall. So like we're talking two opposites here. Like Chance the Rapper and Taco Fall. Like come on, <laughs> he showed some versatility. I thought the TikTok dances were stupid too. But anyways, we're back on the combine. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I appreciate I appreciate you getting that dumb contest grievance out of the way because we had not discussed that. But that that was I mean. They are, like, they're going to have to fight to keep it relevant because it is super hard to be impressed at any point by it. Like, there's maybe two impressive dunks per combine, and when you have six to eight competitors, that's not very great. You know what's the most impressive thing that's going on in sports right now? Is that James Harden said, actually acknowledges that he passes the ball. All right, so back to the combine. <laughs> so to kind of recap, like we discussed, like for the players, like it can be really good. Like, you know, for some of these small school guys, it can help raise your stock. For some of these guys that people have a question about your athletic ability, it can raise their stock. For people that have killer game film, you know, do well week in and week out, have a bad combine, it can hurt them. So, you know, from outside the players, like, you know, we've kind of already discussed like how, you know, franchises, they hang their, the the weight of their franchise on certain players, right? Like you can really harm a franchise when you have a bad pick. And you can also turn around a franchise when you have a great pick. So like we see the benefits from it. We see that there's also some hurt involved in it, but like in the end, like, are there really any winners from the combine if you if it's a sub zero? The the winners from the combine are the nerds who sit there and watch a three hundred and seventy pound man run forty <laughs> yards. There is no winners. We're all we all lose at the con- like your draft stock does not get changed that much because you're three hundred pounds and you could run forty yards in five seconds. It, it it doesn't, but I don't think it should. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I get having like workouts, right? Like I know that when you went to EKU, you, um, and we, when we went to EKU, I remember them having like workout days with NFL scouts. Um, oh my, my buddy actually participated in one, and I even understood that because like you're on like a local level, you know, you're seeing somebody, you know, outside of you know, the normal football field, you know, no pads on usually like, you know, how do you conduct yourself in a practice situation? Like I get that to an extent, but like, 
I'm about the game film. Like I had, we talked about this last week, you know, in our sip the juice, we always have a hot take Tuesday. Sometimes it's a little more milder than others, but you know, one of my hot takes was like this last week was that the NFL combine is pointless. And I think that that's kind of why we started this topic because I don't really care about any of those drills. I don't care about any of them. I want to know, I want to watch game film. I want to know about you as a person. So like I get the interviews, but like other than that, to me, the NFL combine is the giantest waste of time. Yeah. I mean, now I will say the, the dude, uh, Shaquem Griffin from Seattle, I think he eventually got picked up by Seattle. Yeah. Uh, it was impressive watching him bench press last year. That was impressive. That, like, that was, we that was inspirational. That. I like it, it. It was inspirational. And, like, his whole story, his whole, like, everything about him was super inspirational. But, like, if you watch college football, you saw that all year. If you, you know what I'm saying? If they go to interview this dude, they're going to see that he has excellent character. They're going to watch his game film and be like, oh, my goodness, this dude can ball. It, like, Let's talk to his coaches. Oh, he can bench press with one and a half arms? Like, that's crazy impressive. Like, yeah, and the dude a, is a impressive. great football player. Like, I watched him uh, – I, I remember in the combine watching him do the drills where they were, like, catching passes. And I was super impressed to watch him do that. And it was inspiring because there's probably people out there that, you know, maybe are bigger NFL fans and college fans. And, like, hey. they were like, oh, my goodness, who is this guy? But it's just I mean, hard. So, you know, like in today's day and age, you see stuff in the media, talk about how dangerous football is, you know, because of the concussion injuries and, and such. And then in the middle of the combine, like this is, this may be the most savage thing that happened in the combine yesterday. The most, I mean, you hear Tony Romo signs a $17 million contract. Oh, my gosh. To be, to announce, to be an announcer on, C, on CBS that's more money than a lot of people are making in the NFL right now. J.J. Watt doesn't make that money right now. That's crazy. Now, I will say, again, a little off topic here, talking about Tony Romo, but last year listening to him commentate, and I mean, maybe the year before that, I can't remember how long he's been doing it, but it has been really cool to hear that because I love getting those little insights. Like, okay, here's, here's what we're looking at. Like, here's the defensive coverage. Like, I bet they're going to audible into a play like this. And to watch that unfold and happen, like, that is so cool, especially if you are, like, a little bit of a nerd like me about football. And you enjoy kind of the the breakdown of beyond just all the highlight catch or whatever. Um, but I like to watch offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Like, those are kind of the, you know, positions that I played. So there's obviously a, a special place that you enjoy watching people that, play at a professional level of what you did, and you're like, oh, my goodness, like, these guys are freaks. Like, it's incredible that they do this play and then play out. Plus, I'd much rather watch people get clobbered and tackled or talk about people getting hit than actually getting hit. Absolutely. But Tony Romo is really good at it. So as much as I hate on him as a player. That was about the only thing thing he was good at. So, oh. It's just talking about these people. Exactly. And in and, and, and our Sip the Juice, we have a Tony Romo, just diehard lover, old Derek Durham, who was featured on, what, was he on the very first episode of David Dev? Yeah, he is a Tony Romo apologist. 
This man, this man is preaches the gospel of Tony Romo. Yeah, that's. Which I mean, I, I'm sure he was good, but I mean, I don't don't think he was great. I, but that's for another listen, conversation, I guess. That's another conversation for another day. If you've never listened to that podcast, go listen to it. Very first episode, it was a smorgasbord of topics. Um, but it was great, great times. So, you know, I think that we have an opportunity through the combine to see some character. Like, I I will say that, like, that is, and I kind of alluded to the interviews. And so I'm sure that there are teams that get red flags through that sort of thing. So I think it's a, it's one of those things that goes to show in certain scenarios, and I, I think you look at a team like the Patriots, and as much as I love to hate on them, like, they are excellent, like, at utilizing the combine to find guys that will fit into their program, right? Because yeah. unlike most other teams in the NFL, they actually, if you really look at it, they run more like a college team in the sense that they have a program. And not a lot of teams can say that. When you come in, you adapt to the lifestyle, right? Yeah. It's not like like you see some of these other teams and they're super player run, like uh, very much so that the the – prisoners rule the roost type thing you know what i'm saying like (laughs) if that makes sense so you know what i mean like like look at how much array like how much madness is in like the oakland raiders right and i remember watching uh hard knocks last year and then the year before that with the browns right like you saw these teams were like they didn't have a program you know what i'm saying like you had these players just being wild and, like, the Patriots, aside from Aaron Hernandez, RIP, maybe. Um, <laughs> like, you that see, was super dark. That was really dark. But, like, you see the Patriots, like, and they run, like, an operation that they bring people into the fold, right? And they have to fit and fit well. So I think that teams can utilize it well. For, for the most part, nobody really does it but them on a, on a really great level. Uh, and you see that with all the draft busts. You see yeah. that with all these guys that, like, they don't care about their character. They just bring them in because they're freak athletes. And they don't remember that they were suspended eight times in college or, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Did they do, like, character? And then the, the, QB, the quarterbacks take, like, this IQ test? Yeah. I, I think, like, that's stupid. Do you think he could play or not? Exactly. Should you shouldn't have to take an ACT to determine – how good of a quarterback you are. Exactly. Like, I want to see you break down defenses. Like, that should be the IQ test. <laughs> like, like I want to see, like, 37 slides of different coverages, and I want you to be able to tell me what's what and where you're going to throw the ball. You can't look like at that. the size of Peyton Manning's head and tell that he's a smart dude? <laughs> this, he's got That's a melon so on his head. I saw this meme the other day that it was a picture from Peyton's senior year in college and his last year in the NFL – and his forehead got like four times bigger, and it said that he had stored all the plays from every. <laughs> from if you don't every know game. who Peyton Manning is, if you don't know who Peyton Manning is, picture Mega Mind. Oh my! Gosh. You'll you'll know you'll know exactly who it is. Listen, we're we're gonna be done talking about the NFL Combine on that <laughs> about Peyton's big old head. <laughs> Basically, again, NBA is in this boring season. College basketball sucks this year. 
And now we got to talk about the MLB and the NFL adult grown man tryouts. Listen, we need some uh, we need some hard hitting news to talk about next week, so we don't have to talk about uh, you know. <laughs> listen, I I'm here for for discussing the coronavirus, but <laughs> I just really don't got the juice. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, you, I, I'm not qualified to talk about that. Same, it's above but you my, know what? Above my sur- IQ level. On this last note, if we survive the Zika, Ebola, and now Corona. It's going to be nothing. You're right. You're right. You got this. You got this, fam. So, listen, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Amen. Okay. Wash wash your hands and, and fist bumps only for a couple of weeks. You'll be good. You're good, Maybe man. even elbows. Might even, might even have to go elbows. Yep. That's where, that's where we're at in this podcast. We, we are talking about coronavirus <laughs> because cause the NFL is doing grown man tryouts right now. Exactly, exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, as always, even when it's not a even when it's not the best thing, it's always good to chat it out. Holler at the table with you. Yes, sir. I'll see you next week, Dave. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.